Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. Like scary movies. Uh Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Before we get into tonight's episode, we want to remind all of those listening on Apple Podcasts to drop us a five-star review. It helps us grow as a podcast and build our audience. If you're listening on Spotify or any other platform, follow us, and don't forget to share with friends and family who might have a little bit of the strange in them as well. And while you're on those socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, be sure to find us, Fear and Beer Pod. Give us a like, share, and you can always message us. We love to interact with all you guys. Texas chainsaw. That was your chainsaw noise. That was my chainsaw. That was was it not good enough? No, that was a fine chainsaw. What's your chainsaw? Let's hear your. You don't want to hear my chainsaw, Kevin. What's your chainsaw? I don't have one. I'm good. All right. Well, we're using mine. We're going with Nick's chainsaw tonight. We are talking Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974, directed by Toby Hooper. 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 The same guy who did, uh, well, I forget what the movie was. It was like a comedy or something like that. Uh, he also did Poltergeist. He did do Poltergeist, yes. yeah. And then a bunch of other stuff that nobody has ever heard of, I'm sure. And only like involved in the original? or with the, I mean, there was a bunch, he of, directed s- bunch the, of follow-ons, yeah. a couple spin-offs. He directed the second one, I believe. That was like 12 years later, I think. This one was 74 and... 86 was the, the 86 second was the second He was involved one. in that one. Yeah, I think he directed and that And then one. there was some, of course, the a silly 3D version. 3D, the remake, the Leatherface, the... Spin-off. All yeah. kinds of random nonsense. Just like most, li- most likely uh, all the other slasher franchises. Yeah, I guess he didn't do a comedy. I thought, I thought he did. Well, sort of comedic in some aspects of this movie, but we'll get when into When I was that. looking to find the franchise to see how many there were, and it talked about the spin-offs, yeah. it mentioned... A 1988 Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Could have done that one. Why didn't we do the hookers? <laughs> All right. Well, we're obviously doing know, but a good idea. <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre because we are going to be walking through that house in 30 days. By the time you hear this, it'll be like 27 days or 28 days. But in 30 days. 28 days later. 28 days later. Boom. boom. Dun, dun, dun. So, after we talk about the movie, we are going to discuss the house a little bit, what the house looked like at HHN 26, and what we should expect to walk through this year. Um, Before we dive into all of our nonsense, that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, we should go into some beers. Let's go into a little beer. So, what I got in front of me tonight, I got... Peanut Butter Chocolate Milk Stout from Lost Coast Brewery. And this was brewed out in Eureka, California. Obviously, like I said, milk stout. But it's a smooth and creamy midnight black stout with hints of roasted peanuts, cocoa, coffee, raisins, and toffee. Easy drinking for both casual fans. Cheers. Sounds so, sounds like a, um enjoyable mixture of goodness. Yeah, it's tasty. I've had this one before, but it was... Um, the label that drew me in to bring it tonight because on the label is a big old cow face. So I figured slaughterhouses, Texas, cows, all that good stuff kind of ties the movie, right in. The movie kicks off it, talking about a slaughterhouse. Yep, so it ties right on in. We'll go around and see what everyone else is drinking tonight. 
Uh, I'm cheating again and stole a beer from from from, uh, from our guest host. Um, this one's called Abnormal Executive Pour. Not very scary, but you know, I think the title just kind of fits my personality and fits this uh, <laughs> Ab- podcast pretty well. Abnormal fits all the above on that. Where's that brewed out? Is that? Oh uh, uh, yeah, let me give you information cans. too. I guess, <laughs> huh? So uh, it's yeah, it's kind of a really like hard to read. Label. Yeah, well, the label's really like just not very oh, like not very vibrant it's very um i don't, I don't know the term i'm trying to think of here but very um relaxed label but it looks like it is brewed in also in california san diego by abnormal beer company so it's abnormal by the company abnormal or something oh no i'm sorry the abnormal is the beer brewery and the beer is called executive pour i am a silly goose well, they have a, f- a huge abnormal, like right. I thought that would have been the title, the st- yeah. St- st- sticker. So I just assumed <laughs> that was the name of the beer. I guess not. It's the name of the brewery. So that's the brewery. So I apologize, normal brewing. So we're gonna try executive pour, because I'm an executive in my own mind. <laughs> and, and I thought fitting. I have bring out your dead. Okay. It's an imperial stout, and it's aged in barrels for 12 months, and it's from the Bell Woods Brewery, and I believe they're in Toronto. So it's a stout. I don't usually do stouts when we do these reviews. Usually they're... Do a lot of ales, IPAs. But we've done a lot of Berliners and IPAs. But now I don't know if we've done a stout. So this might be a... Oh, we did one. We did Guinness for Leprechaun. Okay. All right. So anyways, an Imperial Stout tonight. Right. Works for Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Monty Python's Holy Grail, if we were to review that. (laughs) (laughs) Which I wish he had a cameo in this movie. Bring out your dad. Bring out. I'm not quite dead yet. I'm feeling better. <laughs> no, you're not. When do you come back? Not till Thursday. Oh, he'll be dead by then. <laughs> Perfect. All right, well, let's crack these open and see what we got. I'm going to have to wait for the can opener so I won't have a synchronized. That was my synchronization right there. Oh, there it is. Well, this is the poster child for an imperial stout. Look at that dark. Yours is yeah. Yours ruby, is really dark. Ruby black. So what you're saying is you're drinking taste. a glass of mud. <laughs> oh, it's, that that actually the description actually sounds good to me. Right. <laughs> Motor oil, as as, you, as one would say. Yeah, holding mine up. Mine is 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 dark as well. Not as dark as Kevin's own. My head's so a little bit more faint. Got a crazy dark fruit. And mine isn't dark at all. <laughs> Oh, it's practically see-through. Right off the nose, this is... Mine is very, very peanut butter heavy, which I'm all for. Peanut butter stouts are just... I can't. You can't go wrong with one of these. These are a great nightcap. These things are delicious. Um, and I've had this one before, so I know what I'm in for on this one. Kind of like some Reese's beers. Yeah. Essentially, that, that should be a, a good crossover. We had the Warheads before. They should do a Reese's Porter. Yeah, well, I'm sure somebody has. Yeah. Or at some, least done like a peanut butter thingy, cup. Yeah. I mean, and it essentially is, but... They, they call it, like, creases or something like that. <laughs> yeah. This thing smells amazing. We're going in? Cheers. We're going in. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, uh, cheers. cheers my... Clinking, um, clinking. My, um... Chainsaw-loving brethren. <laughs> so the Bring Out Your Dead described on their website... Oh, wow. That first sip. Crazy. This thing's... This has got a lot going on, but it's really... I don't know. It's almost dessert-like. And what, It's aged in... Cognac, that's how you say it, cognac, oh, yeah, cognac, yep. cognac, oh, cognac, cognac barrels. Mm. So that's actually, is that, that, that liquor is almost not liquor or that whatever, I don't know if it's a liquor, is that a liquor or a liqueur, but it's, um, liquor, yeah, it's a liquor, very, it's a liquor. Very, it's like, like, like Hennessy's yeah, cognac. Yeah, so that's what Hennessy is, oh, okay. cognac. So they, they describe it as dark chocolate, 
toasted oak, roasted malts, freshly baked cookies, berries, and vanilla. Hmm. The cookies, that's a... I haven't had that as a... uh, like a beer reference. Wow. Sounds like a Christmas beer. It's really good. It's it's dessert like. So bring out your dead. Now mine is just as good as I remembered. Heavy on that peanut butter. And there is that chocolate, that hint of like cocoa at the end that has that chocolate style of aftertaste on it. But it's it's a light beer. It's for being a stout, it's very fluid. It's it's not one of those thick, muddy beers, which I, I do love, but it's nice, it's refreshing. It's good after a long day of work. So should we dive into this uh, this this movie we got here, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah, my, my, beer is, my beer is very very plain. By the way. <laughs> it's okay, nothing great. One thumbs up instead of two. This is what happens when Seamus doesn't bring his own beer because he has to steal from Kevin's stash and he can't steal the good stuff. He gets punished for the because I get punished. <laughs> but no, it's you okay. what you can steal whatever no, you want. No, I don't want to no do that. Play. That's it, it's my own rule that I've created for myself. So I oh. guess let's let's start with just the basis of the movie. Um, this back then, obviously, is referred to as a, an instant classic, you know, a, a pinnacle of horror uh, from 1974, and it was done so on a budget of only $140,000, which translated today would be $774,000. Wow, still did the inflation still rate? Yeah, low so budget, it's still low. No, that's that's lower than some of the other quote unquote low budget horror movies that we've seen. Blair Witch, Saw, Paranormal Activity are all in that million dollar range, which is significantly below uh, the average. But I also wonder, were movies as a whole done on smaller budgets then? I mean, yeah, if this when, was I like wonder, more of a I norm. wonder when the the really large astronomical multi million dollar budgets like, came to be. Well, what that first big budget blockbuster was right. so, I'd have to so maybe maybe by that those days standards maybe that was a reasonable that was yeah I don't I don't know it's just mm-hmm. or maybe not maybe this thing was made on a shoestring <laughs> so obviously the basis of this movie very basic there's some grave robins going on this group of teens travel down to make sure that their grandfather's grave is is unaltered uh, they go visit their old grandfather's house which is now abandoned and then one by one, they scurry off over onto the Sawyer compound where we meet our beloved Leatherface and it's his little band of misfits. That's pretty much the story. There's no much, there's no more in-depth analysis of who, what, where, when, why, twists, turns, no M. Night Shyamalan plot twists coming at you. This is pretty straightforward. They, hack they, and they slash. come out of the gate and, and with the sort of false narrative that it's a true story, yeah. which it's not. No, very much not. They fame it a little bit like that. I think um, that probably helped it at the time. Uh, there wasn't as much ways to research things back then. So you see something like this, you're like, oh, this is horrific. How did this happen? Blah, 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 blah. And then lo and behold, you know, you, there's no Google to go search. Right, which really, I guess, helped the movie as far as word of mouth and keeping it going was that people thought it was real. I think I started to be with, um, is it Gunnar, Gunnar Hansen? Yeah, the, the leather The actor, right. And he said that that helped the movie tremendously by people thinking that it was real. Now, it's based, it, no, it's inspired yeah. by Ed, um, Ed Gein, Gein, Gein yeah. 
who was a murderer in Wisconsin in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. Kind of and, and Buffalo that, Bill, grave robber. He, he was a great, well, that, the actual guy had robber. murdered two people or admitted to two people, yeah. but he had, was also a grave robber yeah, he in killed Wisconsin, Plainfield, mother. Wisconsin. No, he killed he killed um, a bartender in town. Well, he got caught. Oh, no, like, I'm sorry. He didn't he kill his mother. His mother the died. The, he, he got killed at the owner of the hardware store. Right. <laughs> they found her gutted and hanging upside down in his woodshed. Yeah. And then he admitted later to killing the bartender from town a year earlier. But his house, when they searched it, was full of all kinds of macabre, like trinkets. That's where a lot of the movie inspiration in the movie must come from. He built, like, furniture out of bones and skin. He had a belt that he made out of human nipples. He had um, his bowls. Always wanted one of those. (laughs) He had bowls that were human skulls. Did he have a door cocker? I don't, I don't think he did. He probably had like a legitimate um, door. But he had, right? so that part of it is... He, was, uh, he, had, he had a thing for female. But so just to get Ed out of the way, he is the inspiration for Norman Bates yeah. and um, for Sounds, Buffalo Bill. Sounds yeah. of the Lambs. Because he, one, um, adored and worshipped his mother until she died. And then right. he had rooms in his house that he had left exactly the way she had left them, even though the rest of his house was in complete squalor. <laughs> and I guess squalor in his case includes human parts everywhere. <laughs> Um, and he also had like a, uh, a, a sexual issue where he wanted to be a woman, which is why he did fillet women's face and make masks out of them. So he was the inspiration. But the point being, not a true story. Yeah. And he never had a chainsaw. Never, never did, wasn't cutting with chainsaw. You can't really cut too precise with a chainsaw. And if you're cutting a face off with a chainsaw, it's just not going to come out maskable. Right. And I, I saw, I read an interview with Toby, and he said he got the idea. It was a couple days before Christmas. He was in a Montgomery Ward store. I don't know if those still exist anymore. (laughs) He said the crowds were obnoxious and loud. Like like he was being crowded by this big mob. And he happened to be in the section with the chainsaws. Hmm. And he thought to himself, he's like, I had this weird weird revelation. Like, what if I fired one of these up right now? He's like, (laughs) just the noise alone would like part part the crowd. And that's where he got the chainsaw part. Nice. I didn't know that part. Yeah, so I guess let's just get into it. We're watching it right now, and I did like <laughs> that whole intro we were talking about kind of bases it after a true story, and I like how they refer to Franklin as the invalid brother. <laughs> just a nice way of saying... Yeah, the invalid. It's, we got to push this guy around the countryside. <laughs> it's just... So we start with them, obviously, in the car, and one of the biggest... I mean, not the biggest problem I have with it, but a problem <laughs> that I just thought was funny... That Franklin, you know, gets out of the car to go to the bathroom on the side of the street, yet he's still peeing into a coffee can. Why is he just? Because you know what? Maybe he um. He's in the wind. Maybe, he didn't want dribble. Yeah, maybe he just <laughs> appreciates the environment and didn't want to like him, like everyone to hate him already more than they already do. Oh God! But then shortly after that, a eighteen-wheeler uh, blows by and pushes him down the hill. And sends me into one of my favorite, you know, that probably inspired the great Mac and me with the whole wheelchair getting thrown off the cliff scene. <laughs> I would assume that this may have been some sort of inspiration. They go through, they're driving around, they meet these little drunk guys hanging around, they go to visit the graves, and they pass from there to the grandfather's house, and this is where they start to kind of well, they stop at the gas separate. station. Oh, first. the gas station, yep. And the so area. there's there's a lot to this story that they did really well, meaning. They go to the gas station. The guy who runs the gas station has a barbecue place. So mm. right away you're thinking, because you know you know where this whole story's going. Now you start yep. thinking barbecue, you know? What kind of? And the odd part is you really are, you think the, the gas station guy is 
a good guy just or a, he knows what, he knows what's kind of going on but he's a good guy because he he really works to tell the kids not to go there yeah hey you don't want to go to that house don't be snooping around people don't want you snooping around yep. their house these girls don't want to go to yeah so then you're thinking, oh, he's a good guy. He's not the bad guy. Yeah, it's kind of like I feel like every you know Friday the Thirteenth has the character that you know the crazy kook that tells you you know don't go around there, and they just brush him off. They go their way anyways, and then. But story usually untells. that character is a character that plays that role, and then he goes away. Yeah, this character comes back around. He does come back. So this is where we kind of they're driving around, and we're introduced to. Who we think is just a hitchhiker at the time. Refer, the character referred to as, as the hitchhiker. hitchhiker. Um, Edwin Neal portrays this uh, gentleman, I guess we'll say. Ridiculously. <laughs> he is so over the top. It's kind of like Adrian Brody in The Village. Like he, if, you give him, if you give him too much leeway, he's just going to go run rampant with his supposed character. So this guy's insane. He's lighting pictures on fire. He's cutting himself with knives he's taking showing pictures of dead carcasses that he butchered and because he's the killer he says which kind of foreshadowing i guess if you want to call it that and interesting when they pick him up they call him we picked up a vampire Mm. which seems subtle and didn't you think well never went that that theme never went anywhere but if you didn't pick up on it it does sort of surface later in the movie the whole, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get to that point, I'm sure. Um, the one thing that kind of <laughs> threw me off is as soon as they pick up this hitchhiker, which is, I mean, I'm not sure how long exactly the scene is, but it feels like it's forever. It's like 15 minutes long. Yeah, it's the first quarter of the movie. Which is just you them about it. chit-chatting. We get it. This guy's weird. He's got blood on his face already. You know, he talks funny. We get it. Cuts his hand open with the Cuts pocket Cuts his hand, hand open. Um, he's got like a weird little fur like bag that he a man satchel around his yeah. neck. Yeah, trying to you know he's taking the Indiana Jones fashion to a new level, crafting his it's own a little satchel. Um, but there's like this banjo tune that's playing over this whole scene, and it's it's a little subtle. Oh, I didn't. And, and I it's didn't. it's like banjo music. If you can hear it in the background, we're turning the TV up now. But you can yeah. But it it throw it and it just plays like the whole time, and it's just like. Country sure Bear Jamboree like, bad. It's like like Huckleberry turning. Finn style. It's just I can hear the guy singing, but it'll pick up. And is it supposed to be on the radio in the van? It's is that probably the, supposed to be on the radio in the van, but yeah, it's definitely there. It it could be it could be from the radio, which maybe is what they're going with. But it it, it carries on pretty much the entire time. What is this like? Just finger picking Huckleberry Finn. Like it, it must have been like a no. You know, with the budget being so small, they probably knew somebody that like just, hey, can you play the banjo for twenty minutes so we can play it over this this drawn out <laughs> scene where we have to, you know, establish that this person's the bad guy or he's he's funky. But and the thing too is like, where are these people going? Like we're looking at the van now. Like, we know where they're going, but like they have like a rolled up mattress. They have a, a, a drum set. Well, I think the description of like the original movie was was the, t- the kids go out for a Sunday afternoon drive. Mm. But it really... They're not Sunday we- afternoon drive. What's driving. in the van is odd, and they act like they're on some forced, like, road trip. Yeah. So it is weird that... Uh, like, it, there's, like, a maybe a guitar like, case, a fire extinguisher, like, I... Junk. Is it van umbrella. Full of junk? These people are hoarders. 
Well, I don't know. Again, I'm at a loss for words I, on trying to describe a, 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 a suit jacket hanging up. I think you can partly tell that it's it's filmed in a shoestring. Most of these movies are. So what they do is they're like, hey, who's got an old van of stuff? And, or so, and somebody, and somebody in the crew has got an old van that we're going to use and. They didn't bother cleaning it out, or just leave the stuff in it. It'll look like they're actually on the road. Yeah, or like, or yeah, who has stuff? I mean, this Can is somebody like, bring us stuff. This reminds me of like like when we would film like oh. little home movies and stuff, where it was like literally just we would use somebody's car. Uh, yeah. We wouldn't bother to clean it out. No. We would just film with it because it was cheap and right, free. Well, I, I didn't I didn't analyze the props that level. Yeah, I'm, I'm is... going to defend the yeah. scene and say I thought it was was well done because I got into and felt the stress of. They picked this guy up. You picked him up. You're trying to be a good, you know, hey, yeah. we'll pick up the hitchhiker. Again, this was the 70s. It was back when people did hitchhike a yeah. lot and you did pick up hitchhikers. And the stress of them trying to balance, trying to be nice, trying to balance trying between to... being nice to the guy and realizing this guy is yeah. effed up. We got and, actually... and then now having to jump on. I, I mean, I felt, I felt that stress. Yeah. I think you people. bring up a good point that like, Nowadays, it's it's not something that can be real. It's not as not as relatable as it was probably back in the seventies and eighties, like with hitchhiking. Nobody hitchhikes anymore. Like it's so dangerous. It's illegal. To do it. It's yeah. Plus, it's illegal. Well, I mean, it was it illegal. Used to be very, it used to be very prevalent. But it was very common back in the day. That's why serial killers were so much more active in the seventies and eighties because there were so many people hitchhiking. Yeah, Zodiac really killer and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, you, you couldn't get your victims on the internet. You had to go out on the street. Right. You actually yeah. had to like, yeah, try. Yeah, actually victims. had to go fishing. But um, <laughs> no. But seriously, I think I think. Nowadays, it's a little harder to relate to the fear of the scene because, like, you, I'm, this is goofy. I mean, who's going to pick up this weird-looking dude with blood all over him on the side of a road in Texas? Uh, yeah, I guess that's, I mean... But, I mean, I still think that there's a level of, like, the scene maybe, is still Maybe because well. I remember when you used to see hitchhikers a lot yeah, yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. a kid. So that 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 was lost to me that, oh, no one would ever pick him up. My thing was, yeah, you would have... You would. And, and, I, and, I, and I, this movie, although it was made in the 70s, it, I think it aged well, and part of that, when I say that, I mean, I watched it, and it's a period piece for me. It's like, oh, it's set, it's set in the seventies, yeah. and I have to remind myself, no, it was just filmed. It, it was, was just filmed. Was, yeah. This is normal. So that worked though, because it's like I'm watching a more current film that was just set in the seventies. I think, and I think a lot of stuff now we're seeing a big resurgence of not just horror movies or movies in general, but horror movies in particular that are set. In past times, you know, we had American Horror Stories 1984. We just had the Fear Street trilogy, which took place in the 90s and the 70s and, you know, the 1600s. But we're, we're having a lot of movies go back to that era because I feel like it was just a... It was a scarier time because there wasn't as much constant communication. There was that fear of not having a cell phone and being able to be like, uh, if something tragic like this happens... All five of those people at this day and age would have, A, not picked the person up, but had they, they would have already had everybody right. on speed dial, everyone, you would know exactly where everyone is. Back then, there's that fear of, if something happened right now, nobody would know for weeks, months, until the family figured out that nobody was coming back home, they'd have to track them back down, they'd have to do all this nonsense, so I, it's a fear that we're seeing we're, now. Yeah, we're at the point at the end of this scene where the, with the hitchhiker and right as of right now but am I the only one who thought he was gonna like just start like doing lines when he pulled that stupid like thing, <laughs> thing out like his uh yeah I thought he was gonna start pellets. like snorting like gunpowder and then he just sets like sets it on fire, fire. well he, I, I knew he was gonna do something like I thought he was gonna do a curse or something cause he's got the the satchel that's like made of like, fur and stuff kind of like, like, like Native American doctor kind of yep. thing I thought he was 
going to say some kind of curse and say, you're going to die because I've cursed you. Oh, and he's uh, cutting Franklin's arm for just because. Because this guy clearly is Well, he's insane. supposed to be crazy. That's yeah. the point. Yeah. Or at least he's acting. One and, yeah, acting is very loose in this movie. Well, but, <laughs> again, you're, you're talking about a movie that was made for like, what did you say, like 50 grand or whatever. It's not, it wasn't made for a whole lot of money. So none of these actors were probably paid very much. But to do this, he's uh, he's now blowing raspberries and sticking his oh, tongue out. This movie's good with the raspberries, huh? He's sticking his tongue out. Franklin is a connoisseur I love or, or the, a skilled the raspberries in this movie. I don't. <laughs> and Franklin is is screaming in terror. And amongst the jumping, well, I mean, he was amongst the jump, they had a first aid kit. I guess guy on the side of that of the road. So. I understand that, but his his screaming is uh is next level. That's for sure. <laughs> and this is when the movie should have ended. These people should have just kept driving, go towards civilization. <laughs> Leave this place. This place is fucking terrifying. Go to the next town from, over. I mean, they are from Texas. Go right? to the so, white picket fences. Go to the howdy neighbor, how you doing area. Just go past the slaughterhouse, the abandoned house, and straight on home. End scene. But they don't. They go towards danger. <laughs> so this is where they, they kind of start... Going, they go towards the old abandoned house. I think it was their grandfather's. They yeah. were talking Again, about. first they start at the gas station. Oh, I, I keep skipping that part. And then They're that guy's a little. That house. guy's a little weird. They pull in. There's a character that is kind of off, and he comes out and starts washing the windshield. You think that character's going to play in more somewhere, but that's the last that's you see of that. him. The gas station guy finally tells him he doesn't even have gas, but he does. Like I said, try to tell them don't go. You, you don't. You're looking for that house. Don't go there. You don't need to go there. And, he, and Franklin says, "Well, it, my grandfather owns the house. Well, you, does he still own the house? Yeah. But, and then you have to wonder why was he trying to, you know, ward them off? If spoiler alert, turns out the gas station guy's kind of in on the mix. Yeah. So that's where they they end up going. They do go through to the uh, the grandfather's house and they start whipping around. And this is where we get our infamous Franklin area where it's they they weren't rolling him into the house so he starts blowing raspberries oh this is gonna be the best trip ever Franklin this is gonna be the best <laughs> I love that and, song and the raspberries oh been on a little, so the raspberries much. been on a little too long yeah yeah, yeah. just so as a as a acting like, storyline thing uh, the one thing that I will say is the Franklin character kind of irked me a little bit because they couldn't decide where he was going to fall on the scale because one minute he was and I get like he was supposed to be compromised but they didn't know how they wanted to play him as he was very adult at some point yeah and lucid and then other times ridiculously childlike and yeah. like, like the raspberry thing yeah so either the way it was written or the actor didn't didn't know the, how he really wanted to play. The director just didn't hone him in. They just let him like, kind of like do. That, like that's that either you're being too mature and lucid and normal now, or okay, you've gone too far in the yeah. ridiculous childish thing. Yeah. But maybe you know, I don't. So that part, like his character out of all of them, I thought needed well, some more consistency. So I think I'm gonna yeah. take a page from your book. How you said you were really looking that hard at the set, set dressing and stuff. I'm not looking that hard at the, at the acting. I've said it already once. I yeah. think that. Oh, I did. You look at it, a movie where, like, you know that it's not going to be very well acted because it's not mm-hmm. a very high budget movie, and it's it's a bunch of college students who need it who want to get into acting, so they made a movie. This is, I mean, it, granted, it's not like 
I don't want to say that that happens every time because Halloween was a very low budget movie and it's some of the best and acting in Jamie horror. Jamie Lee Curtis came. Yeah. yeah, some of the best acting. I, in I don't think the acting horrible here. I just think no, I know that, that, but that I think, character was too varied. But my point is, is I don't know if they gave it that much thought. Yeah. I think it was just they wrote a script. And they said, here you go. Yeah. You're weird dude in wheelchair. Who, yeah. They probably who's supposed to be the nice guy, but. You're mad because your sister's dragging you along on a trip you didn't want to go on. Yeah, so like, it's like, and just as a side note, they really loved that upshot of that girl in the shorts. Oh yeah, part. oh well, yeah, that that's, up, that's just her. Like they, yeah. the upshot of her butt in those. That was why she was hired. It was it was for sex they, appeal. They, it was not for they acting. Threw that in. Well, they're like, well, whenever you know, they could. Spoiler alert: We only got her for half the movie, so <laughs> use it while we got it. They do the same kind of shot when she's like walking into the house as well. Right. From, it's like a dolly she shot gets from out underneath of the, 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 little, the swing in the front yeah. yard. Going in looking for follows Kirk. right on up. Is that she's I, Pam, right? And he's Kirk. The yeah, Kirk. Pam, Kirk, Sally. You remember Franklin. their names? Um, I remember the names I because they. Franklin. That's I, about it. I remember the names because for about five minutes straight, they're screaming they scream their names. Yeah, that's true. Beeping the horn do, and yelling. I completely thought I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did not. So it's yeah, Sally, Jerry. I mean, let's <laughs> Sally, honest. Jerry, Franklin, Kirk, and Pam. We haven't quite gotten there yet, but at least the one thing about this movie that again, I think, like you said helps keep this movie like contemporary and a little fresh i know it's not contemporary in the set and the clothing and the and really how they talk because it's obviously very much a 70s movie but just the how non-cliche it is you know if i can say that for a horror movie especially a slasher like it just mm-hmm. feels very fresh even now in the sense that like not one of these characters screams hero or yeah. screams you know, bimbo or screams yeah, there's first a- to die. Like you don't have any clue as to yeah. how these kids are going to be off because I mean, you know they're going to be at some point, but you don't like. There's no rhyme or reason as to why so and so gets picked and so and so doesn't. It's just the way they tend to like drift amongst the and it is you know, be- the house and the property. And it is before I feel like a lot of those you know stereotypes come into play. It is. Yeah, I think it created before a lot of those Friday, before Halloween, before Nightmare. So there's there was no. Smoking and drinking. There was no. There was you know, no blueprint teenage to steal sex. From. There was no whatever. We don't have the high school jock and the, yeah. and the nerdy kid with the glasses. Mm-hmm. Right. It's literally just a group of people. Yeah, and and that's really where we're left. So then they start to kind of slowly branch off, and they go towards that old abandoned Sawyer compound, um, and this is where we quickly get introduced into our character Leatherface. So he's. Kirk. Abruptly, is Abruptly, a good word for yeah. it. It's really in a, yeah, it's wants really to take Pam to the, to the swimming hole that yeah. Franklin mentioned. He yeah. says, there's a path down there between the two sheds. Yeah. And off they go. So they follow yeah. through. Obviously, no one's answering. He goes on in. And then we got that cool shot. I mean, the... the this... It's one of the most... I mean, I know where you're going with this, but it's like literally one of the most um, recognizable and like shocking scenes yeah. in like horror cinema I yep. mean it's one of the most recognizable ones anyways yeah. the idea that like he just comes out of nowhere yeah the quick shot of his face the, the hammer right in the head with a hammer and then slams and it's the door the weird shut. sliding door yeah like, why like, is that almost the cattle yeah. ramp where he must and bring and that's really kind of what it is yeah I think he's, he's leading the cattle after. to slaughter and that's the first time you hear that crazy sound he makes no. <laughs> oh yeah the noise he makes he just yeah, like whines like, and but not only that he's like a dying dog that's the first time you get that 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 Texas Chainsaw sound, which has kind yeah, of become like, synonymous with it. Like, yeah, and, it's like long strings. And, and the thing, just to come along with the whole like, iconic scene, um, just a little bit more, is that when they remade the movie in 2003, they made a point to remake that entire scene. Yeah. Shot for shot, because 
it is so iconic. It's one of those scenes that just like everybody in horror, like anybody knows. that's like a fan of it, just knows what it is. And when you hear that sound, you immediately think Leatherface. And yeah. if you if you look at the house in the in the movie that they used for that, yeah, and you look at that Ed Gein's actual house, oh, yeah. that crazy guy, it looks a lot of like that. The definitely design, inspired by the it. set design was one of the shining moments of this movie with the little bone for. I mean, that's probably where honestly most of the budget went. It's oh, all for like sure. the little bone furniture. And I feel like a lot of these that. I love that red wall with all the little inspired, animal heads. taken directly from what they found in that guy's yeah. house yeah. In, in Wisconsin. But for them to recreate it, I mean, clearly it didn't go towards paying actors. It didn't go towards, you know, clothing. They wear the same clothes the whole time. It's a it's a one day thing. You know, Franklin st- starting eating. at the gas station on, knowing you know the premise of the movie, eating barbecue just creeped me out and yeah. he's chomping <laughs> on that same piece of sausage, sausage or whatever and it, it's crunching a little bit and at one point he pulls it up no he starts spitting starts stuff spitting out like bones and, and stuff. i thought he was going to spit out like a tooth or a bone yeah and they didn't overplay that they didn't have him hold it up in his finger you you could very well have totally missed that mm-hmm. what's i will admit what's funny for, to me is that like Obviously, we're from a generation. Nick and I are of a generation where we we've known about these characters forever, and they've always kind of been a part of the zeitgeist when it comes to horror. But being back on opening night when this movie first comes out, and like you have no idea what's coming, and like yeah. the, and then the scene where he kind of appears for the first time, that must be like one of the more like, shocking. What the hell moments. is this? It's like literally no idea what's going on. They don't. I mean, as far as I could tell, is all the like the press and stuff for it didn't give away who the bad guy was, who Leatherface. Side was. note: there was only. Out of the three of us, only one of us was alive when this movie came out. I know. That probably makes you feel old. But, I mean, I just feel like at the time, I mean, I wish that I could go back to that point before knowing any of this stuff. Also, and be able to watch this movie before I knew all that ahead of time. Because you know where it's going. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. like today. Do, someone, yes. someone who no, watches... but that's that great, great, you know, thing to, to take away from that is to try to... What would this be like... If you didn't know at all yeah. what the story was, I mean, that, I guess what that's the, what you're getting. You didn't know what, what Leatherface was. You didn't know what Texas Chainsaw. So you were, you're like, you were oh, robbed okay. of the experience of watching well, well, this movie for the first time, but, having no idea what it but means. But that's or what my it thing. Is. So like nowadays, you ask any uh, any teenage kid what 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 the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is. They know what they, they, they already know without seeing the movie. They know what it is. So yeah. like back then, when you first saw it, there was nothing like it. So. Mm-hmm. So the first time that guy shows up with like a skin face, yeah, you, you didn't like, know that was coming. You're like, what the I thought somebody yeah, what was the hell going, is that? Know, I thought somebody was going to just get killed because with they, chainsaw. Honest, I didn't I mean, know the guy was going to have a skin yeah. mask. I mean, they've done they they do a great job in the first 25 30 minutes of this movie, literally giving away almost nothing. I mean, they do definitely give little hints that you yeah. can go back and be like, oh, I see where they were going with with that. Like yeah. you kind of said with the vampire thing. Yeah. But you still have almost zero idea of where this is going up until that happens. Then yeah. you're like, holy crap, this movie just went took a hard left turn. And it's almost like, I was going to say earlier, we were talking about how like this movie definitely gives you that 70s vibe. This is very much in the same vein as The Last House on the Left, which was a Wes Craven movie before he made, or before he, before he produced... Oh, I forget what it was. Oh, he Scream? Made, he made, well, no, not Scream, Scream. He made Nightmare. Yeah. Sean Cunningham... Friday. Who worked with him? Worked on front. Worked on Friday. Um, they both together worked on Last House on the Left. Gotcha. Um, which was again, it's a horror movie, but it's more of a shock anti-violence movie, and it's really, really violent. But it's also very seventies, very um, very. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> the scene where raspberries. Where Frank, uh, Franklin's so raspberries spitting into the air. Hey, it's Franklin. <laughs> 
fun. <laughs> You're gonna love if it. If I had any more fun today, <laughs> and then he like, and then he wheels in into the, and then he wheels into the, like, the oh, door because this oh, guy shucks. This, like so. Okay, so question for Kevin then, I guess. Um, was this what every wheelchair was like in the seventies, or did they just like pick a, just give them no, the that, shittiest wheelchair no, they could that, find? You, that probably was that was the that was, a typical, that was probably the, the that Tesla was the, that wheelchairs. Was the standard wheelchair of because this 70s. thing I saw this was like all right. There's no way that that is the only option. Like you might as well put a like lawn chair with two wheels. No, on. I no that looks very familiar <laughs> to me. That that lever by his hand is the brake for the wheel. Yeah, so I, I mean I, yeah. know, I remember seeing yes. them. Like, it's a very hospital style. Wheelchair, and I wasn't expecting anything electronic, but I figured something just a little bit better. I don't. I gotta. I feel that that might just be what there was. That's what you're stuck with. Sorry, Franklin. <laughs> you're stuck in this little shitty computer chair on wheels. Have fun. Your life's already miserable because your sister's leading you out to slaughter. So we jump in through the whole Leatherface house. They grab Kirk. Pam comes in. Bam! She gets. She gets hooked. I'm kind of getting a little fuzzy here. No, the meat, the meat hook thing like that was one of my takeaways. If not done before in a movie, yeah, picks like, her up and just drops her on the meat hook. And I mean, I, you could feel that. Yeah. And she, of course, she's still alive, and she's trying to she's trying to reach up. And that's exactly you what you yeah. would do. You would try you, to pull you, it up. You're reaching up, and you're trying you to lift yourself back. off it. And I'm I'm thinking yeah. that, that that if it was the first time a meat hook was used in a movie. Good for them. Yeah. It worked. And what's me. what's good too about this movie is, you know, we, we talk about the being put on the meat hook and it's called Chainsaw Massacre. You don't see anything. There's really not much like hacking and cutting, you know, a guy gets smashed with a hammer, she gets put on the hook, but you don't the hook doesn't go you don't see it going into her. You don't see the blood you just it's all implied. Well it's one of those movies that. that's effective with its budget. And they try like, not to like they're trying not to get that hard R almost. I mean, they got it, but like, it's well, almost like they're trying to yeah, make it you get easier for people to watch. It's, it's a more different time period too. Yeah, I, um, so like, they they are going as hard as they could, effects wise, um, with the money they had. So like, it, it's very effective. I guess is the point. Like you were saying, like that scene is very in the, effective. In the point that you made, um, I read an interview with Rob Zombie. Who yeah. claims this is one of the one of his biggest inspirations? Which this, this movie, you can tell he does the um, he loves the whole. And he talks about stuff. how exactly what you just said. How there's very little or not as much blood gore. It's he said that the magic in this movie was all of the editing that caused your mind yep. to fill in all the gaps. Yeah, because yeah. you know what's going to happen. Guy's a chainsaw and he goes towards somebody. You are already imagining. What's happening like, to that person? You can imagine worse than what's actually happening. That's usually how it works. But again, it's one of those movies Which that might make a movie like this work better for each individual person. Yeah, because you filled in the gaps everyone, yourself. Yeah, everyone sees it a little bit differently. It's all the same end game, but the way that everything is done is is different in your own your own mind. Um, the thing about this movie too is like, and I know we're kind of jumping around a little bit here, but like. It's one of those movies that it's like it's like sixty five minutes of build up and like twenty minutes of payoff. Yeah, like this movie takes so long to get to the, like the actual meat of it. No pun intended. <laughs> um, and that's fine. It's, I'm not trying to say that's a complaint because it's not. I think this movie is really effective with that. But like we're still just waiting for the but I first guess it moment. Was, I guess it's about what you enjoy. So if you're like waiting to get to that scene, saying let's go, let's see, I. I enjoyed the whole buildup. 
this movie fell into a category which maybe maybe horror flicks shouldn't. It was fun for me. Like the the, the journey. It's okay, yeah. okay to have fun in horror movies. Yeah, well, the I the do. journey was. I, I enjoyed the journey of them finding the house and stuff. So yeah. I, interesting enough, I, I'm the opposite. I wasn't. Yeah, no, and, and I, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't know if I'm saying it as if to say that like I'm. Like I was no, I just out. think it's two perspective. It's two viewers' but it perspectives. Is very, two, yeah, it's, very it's, like, it's the experience you expect. Yeah. So I guess I could see why somebody would feel that this movie is too slow, is because it or, does, do it, or think, doesn't fit for time. And do you think today. because this format isn't prevalent anymore? Do you think that's it? Maybe. Yeah. Is I mean, it what I th- you're used to? Yeah, I think. Well, go- I think is it gore out of the gate? The yeah. Way you so go? I think where you're going is, and I think this is where I was going to go, is that like I think, unfortunately, the audiences today are more desensitized to it. So like they just want and as much action and, and as we all know, blood. society as a whole has got less less attention span, right? Yeah. Right, shorter attention span. Right. So like so movies come, that take a, that are a little more if, of a slow burn. If nobody's lost their head in the first ten. But minutes. But I'm like you. I love slow burns. I, but I love everything. So I, I watch anything when it comes to like horror or thrillers or whatever. And so I like slow burns. On, on the front porch like, of the house. Finding a tooth. The guy, the guy finds a tooth, kind of gives it to the girl as a joke because they don't know anything's bad yet, yeah. right? Kind of should have been your first sign. But but that makes sense. But that's though. good writing. Yeah. Didn't, no one would say let's let's have the storyline stop for a second and have this moment where he finds the tooth and instead of going, <gasps> he's like, oh, I found it. Brushes I'm gonna be funny. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna give it to the girl as a joke. Yeah, it's an animal tooth or whatever. You know. Well, that, I mean, again, that's one of those things where it's like a lot of the acting in the writing movie is believable in the sense that it feels like. You could be one of these characters. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're gonna find a tooth. You're gonna be like, this is weird, but like, yeah. you're not gonna think, oh, you some dude with a chainsaw right. is gonna hang me on a meat right. hook. Yeah, and in no a, one's a, gonna think that in a in a face mask in a full aid skin mask. Right. <laughs> right. So like, you know, I could see how that's good believable. scene. This is the scene this you're talking about. This is the best scene in the movie. Yes, you can see through the red the red wall with all the animal heads on it, and I'm sure this was inspired from quick know, cut in it, you know cut zoom cut zoom cut zoom it gets right to the point and gets very little very little sound design to be honest yeah, with you I mean really there's not really much. not but a lot of music not a lot of build up and that's, that goes back to the whole budget aspect of and yeah I'm sure part of it's yeah. budget but I think it worked out for, it's one of those things where it's like and again yeah this right here I mean it's so quick Gives him the mallet to the head, it's, it's, it's which one, is this whole slaughterhouse the, tie-in. Yeah, because the conversation in the van starts. Yeah, he got a with, lot of. He did get a, a good amount of blood for that one little. But I think with this movie, and it, maybe it's just me that's, that's, that, that looks at it this way, but I think the blood is there almost as like a more of a, a, a more of a dressing type thing. It's not there to be the the ex- the, 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 the gore. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's, it's not gore for gore's sake. It's butt there shot. because no, another butt, butt shot. Break. Lots of backskin. I'm not gonna lie, there's a ton of backskin in this. Sh- in this sh- in Again, this with the budget, they probably could only afford half of this girl's I mean, shirt. Shorts aren't. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, that, that might have been just a look. Is that, a, is that a look at the time? Like, do girls just walk around like bareback like that? I don't know. But um, did you ever see the movie Woodstock? <laughs> uh, no, I haven't actually. But um. Again, that scene—not to dwell on it—but that that scene is so good. It's so effective. Like you, you don't see it coming. There's very little lead up to it. There's very little. Yeah. Hey, this is gonna happen. You see, open door, weird set stuff, yeah. weird dressing. Something's weird, and stuff. but it's not like. And all it is is boom, trip, smack, and he's yeah. dead, and the door shuts. Like, and it's and it doesn't linger. It's very quick. So back to your point, your so analysis, good. a little while ago. Can you imagine how much you'd appreciate that scene? I know. If you had never I even know. knew what the character Leatherface exactly. was. That's my point. You'd be like, what the hell yeah, is that's that? That's my point, because the movie goes from a 30-mile-an-hour 
slog to a 70 mile an hour like speed down the highway it's just it just it just churns so much fat so quick so uh it turns so quick yeah so now they're kind of discovering the house one by one obviously kirk is gone now pam is going to shortly find herself uh hanging out where we get a bunch of random shots of close-up chickens and cages there all right um then we get back to it i kind of forget where stray is from from this point but I know that we kind of cut back to the people at the back of the so, car, yeah. wondering where pan, everyone pan had kind of went to. back to the van. Now it's dark out. It's nighttime. Beeping the horn, yelling. Their Franklin friends have been gone for yeah. hours. And Franklin's the guy that's refusing to give up the flashlight. Saying, we should go get help. Yeah. Smart Franklin. Voice of reason yeah. for Sally's once. Sally's like, no, we have to go find them. They end up struggling for about three and a half minutes over who's going to carry the flashlight. Uh, because Franklin's refusing to go because he's and being... And then Franklin realizes they didn't even leave him the van keys and he's kind of work, pretty worked up over that. Yeah. They took the keys! Yeah. They took the keys! We get another great Franklin acting area. Um, and they venture back towards where their their friends had went to, the watering hole, essentially. Which is where we are kind of abruptly introduces, or not we, but they are abruptly introduced to the Leatherface character. So meat meat hook scene. Yep, so we're at the meat hook scene now. This is where we kind of get that first, you know, that that real look of what Leatherface is going on. This is like the one of the, well, it's obviously the first scene we get the chainsaw. And and to be honest with you, we get more chainsaw than you expect Mm -hmm. for a movie of this budget. Like, Granted, you don't see a lot, but you do see him. He's going to town on this dude. Yeah, you see him cutting stuff, but they're very, they are very smart about their shots at, in this scene yes, because they, yes, they hide a yeah, lot of The cinematography is really, Probably, really good. Probably, yeah, by today's standards, they would have to show you him taking the head right off with the chainsaw. Yep. But yeah, you don't. kicking it around like a soccer ball. Like, <laughs> yes. That's, that's what we need nowadays, but we know they're dead. They're done at this point. And we're cutting back now to. The van with the rest of the well, crew. Pam, Pam ends around. up in the freezer. Yeah, Pam ends up in the freezer. We're back there now with Franklin, Jerry, Franklin, the, uh, Jerry, doors, and Sally, keyboard player, and um, <laughs> what's her face there? Uh, the and then just randomly, by, uh, Franklin needs his knife. I can't find my knife. Yeah, I gave it to you. He is very knife. concerned about his knife. Yes, he's he's the he's the, the Rain like Man of the seventies. Does this look like blood on it? It's probably blood. It's probably right, this guy's right, blood. So he's Rain Man. You think he's gonna come after us? Is he yeah. gonna find us? Do you think he knows where we live? Is he gonna come after <laughs> is us? Is he gonna follow us? Because <laughs> and Jerry, this is where Jerry gives Franklin the business for like ten minutes. Yeah. I told him where you live, Franklin. <laughs> he's coming after you. He knows your name. He's gonna come kill you. Which is funny too, because they're worried about the wrong guy, right? Which is a little nice bait and switch. Well, yeah, and again, that's where to me it brings up the fact that this is a very believable movie. Like they're not. None of these three are thinking, oh, there's some crazy dude with a filleted face on on, yeah. on his face killing people like, like like a bunch of butchers. They're worried about the weirdo that they kicked out of the van. That was cutting was himself. Cutting and himself. at this point, first time through not knowing the story, you'd say, oh, my bad. That, that guy on the road is was unrelated. Just, yeah. it's, it's some other guy that we're nonsense. worried about. Right. You don't, know, you don't really realize that he has more to play in the story. But even the same thing is like, I can see why the two mobile characters we'll call them look at Franklin as like dude aren't you overreacting a little bit pal relax like seriously like no one's coming after us like I can understand why they would they would come off that way obviously what Kevin say his name was Jerry Jerry's major issue again I'm sorry I don't know the names of these characters (laughs) just they're very just no name named characters 
Um, obviously, going off by yourself is probably obviously going off by yourself is probably a silly idea. Yep. But yeah, he carries on. He he leaves the two of them at the car to carry on over to the Sawyer house, where he kind of starts to walk around and investigate. And we get that ominous kind of hook shot where the body is not there anymore, but there's definitely blood. There's blood all over so, the yeah. set. There's blood everywhere. So we know something happened. Apparently this, he knows something too because he looks at the freezer like he just knows Because there's there. he heard some kicking or some noises. That's which true. Yes. It does a little shot of a... She's not dead yet. She's still in the freezer. Her body flies out and then out comes our leather face to fucking whack this guy. Yeah, we should have called this like the sledgehammer massacre. Yeah, like, he uses the sledgehammer. That's two kills right now. Because he cut up Kirk but that kill was from the from that sledgehammer shot. So he's he's... He's two for three right now with that sledgehammer. But Leatherface, that guy didn't stand a chance. He fucking whacked him. So he's panicking now, though, because Leatherface is, as you find out, they are worried about outsiders. They don't want people to kind of catch on to them. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, Le- I mean, Leatherface is not, he's not like a go out and kill himself a bunch of people type yeah. ki- killer. He's a, you're coming into my life, I... Oh my god, I'm killing humans. Like, he's definitely, like, there's something wrong with him. Yeah. But, he's, like, he's not fully there. He's not, definitely not fully there. So, like, you're right. You can see this part where he's like, oh, my dad, my pa's gonna kill me. Yeah. Like, like there's too many people around. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's why I'm kind of partial to him as a character in this genre because I think that he's definitely, like, he isn't just, like, a otherworldly, it's like, it's, he's Back not from um, the dead type Michael or Jason. Kid. Yeah, there's no un, undying qualities about him. There's no, you know, he's not some he's ridiculous just a brute. Thing. Yeah. Is. So we're going through. Obviously, we talked a little bit about the car scene, how they were beeping for them. They're they're calling for their friends. They took the car keys. They got one flashlight. Franklin's not giving it up. So then the two of them venture off into the woods, where Franklin abruptly meets our beloved Mister Leatherface. With a chainsaw to the face. Bye bye, oh, Franklin. Yeah. Bye bye, Franklin. Poor Franklin. Which probably was like the bigger shock because you would just assume that Franklin was going to be like safe. He was the final. Like he was the he was the final guy. Yeah. Granted, you would probably think to yourself, he's in a wheelchair. How the hell can he? He yeah. can't go very fast. Which obviously is very true because he ends is, up getting filleted. Yeah. Which is times. a fun. Would have been a fun way to end it, where it's like, oh, uh, the guy that can't outrun anything is the one that survives and, and takes him over but we got Leatherface cutting through the woods chasing Sally back to the car. Well you say cutting through the woods but the funny part was is that it's literally it, cutting it, the woods. The, 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 the chainsaw if you look at the scene it's it's pushing the branches away and not cutting anything. Uh, yeah because there's probably I would assume <laughs> no, no blades no on there because it's a movie set. So he keeps pushing the trees out of the way. But this is now where Sally is going to be introduced to the world of Leatherface and, and what what horrors there are in this house. Um, so she sees it. Obviously, stuff is stuff is not going right, and uh, she shut the door on Leatherface. So he starts to uh, cut through that very cheap door, but not doing so in very good fashion. He's just kind of drawing well, lines. Mean, He's not going does... through it. He's not punching through the door. He's just drawing lines there. Can we talk about the most ridiculous-looking old man ever? Yeah, the old man. Like suit. the old man costume is one of the funniest things about this movie. The dead grandma, the weird little dog that was stuffed in the attic. Um. Yeah, Grandpa Joe's not looking too hot right he now. He reminds me of like the, of like the, uh, Johnny Knoxville bad. I was grandpa. gonna say there's there's like he, YouTube videos of people that put like the 
the, the old man, the fake old yeah. man mask on, and then go and it looks they like limp that. into a basketball court and then start slamming, you know, yeah. layups. It's, but, uh, it's that yeah. mask. Maybe the, maybe 10. the modern day old man mask that people can very buy well could be, was be modeled after yeah. him. But they, you know, she runs back downstairs. Leatherface is still cutting just lines in the door, but then opens the door. So he doesn't break through the door. Well, eventually he... I, I thought he was just trying to cut a hole so he could reach through and unlock it. But like you uh, said, maybe, when he cut the first hole, yeah. he kept doing... Just X marks exactly. through it. But so that Sally jumps that, out that of her... scene didn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, so then Sally jumps uh, through the second story window. Her first window that she jumps out. She's a big fan of jumping out of windows. Um, but that was her, her escape plan. Um, so she's running off, running off. Leatherface is doing the old Benny Hill chase scene because we got a couple of these coming up. You I know, think that... So the, out of all the scenes... The chase scene through the chase scenes through the woods were really lacking for me. Yeah. They literally went on too long. If nothing was gonna happen, but she runs, he runs, pan to her, pan to him. They, they just ran. Yeah. It's just they could have done they could have cut him really short, or yep. they could have done a bunch of things where maybe he trips and falls down a hill or, or yeah. she hides a place where she thinks he's or gone he's by, by and her. he comes right by then, yep. he, then he turns up, you know, a jump scare he's behind her, something. But all they literally did was so my just so my ran so my thought on that is again going back to when we used to make like this is movies and just stuff. our movies. This is but not even that. But this is it's filler. This movie was barely an hour and twenty minutes long. They needed to, so to in, pad time to make like a feature length movie. So they sat down with the script and they said, "This is forty five minute minutes run of runtime." Right. So they're like, "Let's add ten minutes of chase scene." Yeah. Well, my thing too is in these chase because scenes. If you think about it, I don't mean to cut you yeah. off, but if you think about it, this movie completely flips a little bit at the end where like it's 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 Leatherface slaughtering these kids she's running away from Leatherface and then all of a sudden it's now a weird family, family for the last right? 15 family minutes. dynamic yeah so the thing that happens in multiple of these multiple chase scenes is the you know the Leatherface clearly can catch her so it's like very much not fully running where like she is very much running and one in well, he one aspect a, he, he catches is... up to her and then you know, kind of swings the chainsaw around. Is like ooga booga 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 instead of actually like tackling this girl and taking her he's down. He's a heavy fellow with a chainsaw. Oh, he's, he's running he's, with a chainsaw, and he's big. But you can tell by the way he's running, it, he's kind of just like jogging, and she's sprinting. It's like if you really wanted to catch her, you would have caught her because you caught up to her, and she did the whole like running in circles, and, and you know you're in a ten foot area, and you're you're both just running in circles instead of just. Okay, just right. touching the person. It's like a bad game. So attack. I agree. The, 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 scene, the scene that lacks that that's the most lacking is that chase those running scene. scenes. Yeah. yeah, and again, I think it's it's a product of trying to fill out a maybe a you're right. Feature it's, the yeah. filler. it's the filler. But we get back to that whole the original uh, spot where these characters first came was that little gas station area where she meets. Um, I don't even remember this guy's name. I don't know. If See, I don't name. even know. This is. I mean, this is a movie gas that, station guy. This is a movie that it <laughs> probably is his name. One. Because I mean, we had Hitchhiker and we had. And I think guy. there was a character that's listed as like window washer. So yeah, so that was yeah. So they, might be they pretty sure. much were just named after their occupations. Um, but lo and behold, we find out that this guy is actually in on it. I think he's the uncle or cousin or isn't he like the older brother? Or aren't they all something? Brothers? They might be brothers. No, I don't know if he's. They're, they're he family is. in it, some sort of. So the, when they get to the gas station and you're not sure if the guy is really on her side or part of the mix, I think that's a. I think this was a good scene. Yeah, no, this this leads into a good thing, and it makes sense as to why. But the thing, the thing that kind of threw me, I think, if I think back to the first time I saw it, where I was like, "Wait, where did Leatherface go?" 
And you think back to it, it's like, oh, this guy has to be in on it. Because there's no way Leatherface would have just stopped. You wouldn't just let her get... So, like, he knew that she went into oh, see, the I right... Oh, see, I thought the opposite. Why yeah. would he turn around and run away if he didn't want to be seen? Like, he, why didn't he just show up at the door and say, hey, get the girl and come with me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking that he's not in on it because he didn't want to be seen by yeah. this guy, so off he goes. But this guy fucking destroys Sally with a broom, just beats the shit out of her with a little saw, or straw, but, but, straw broom. But character depth, he could have just killed her. Yeah. But he doesn't want to. You learn later that the character... Doesn't can't stomach killing people. That's yep. why he has them. That's yeah. So he's this is really good. And then as he gets into the truck, it's the same thing. It's a really not really deep character, but deep character for this kind of film. Yeah. He's he's jabbing her with the stick, and he's and they show you he's getting joy out of it, and he's like yeah. he's hitting her here, and he's jabbing her with the stick. But he and can't that's because the... the character is a little bit sadistic, but he can't go all the way. Yeah. I'm just saying that. I think that's good writing. Yeah. The scene I'm talking about where he's in the truck yep. and he has no reason to be poking her because she's tied up, but he's jabbing her with like the broomstick and he's kind of enjoying it. He's smirking. Yeah. No, it definitely shows. But at uh, that point, I'm realizing, you know, you're realizing he's in on it. Yeah. This is, this guy is not unfamiliar to what is going to he's be going on. He's not taking her to the sheriff's. Yeah. She's not going to safety. That's for sure. He's bringing her on town, back down to the. Back to the Sawyer house where she thought that she which was Which is funny. So from. not to go back to the remake, which was, okay, it wasn't a great movie, but it was it was a remake, obviously. In the remake, he's actually the sheriff. Yeah. So the creepy old dude is actually the sheriff. So she thinks she's found safety and he brings her back to the house. So it's just an interesting... This is where a hitchhiker well, dude great. realizes she's from the van. Yeah, so this is where we get she realizes that, that he's, he's not crazy, just hitchhiker he's guy. Hitchhiker dude. So this is kind of the... This is, Kind of the ending of the scene, um, and th- this is one part that really, uh, I, this part bothers me a lot. Really, a lot, a this lot whole of part, scene or just the a little bit towards the end is where really? it starts. about I hate how much of a bitch Leatherface is. I get it. He's like kind of just like he's the a, muscle. Well, he's, and he's like slow. He isn't all there. Yeah, like I just you you, you picture your serial killers as like these big boisterous you know, you know vessels of evil. And um, Leatherface is just getting beat up he's with a, a stick. Like, he's a little like the guy, well, from, the his brother. Like the guy like, from the Thunderdome. And like I totally get it, but like that part kind of takes you out, and it makes you afraid of the the situation in the family and not the character. Whereas he's like a very prominent, well, scary figure. Whereas I see like what you're so, if you're if you're attached to the character. You're saying it diminishes the character. Yes. I thought from a story, it was very interesting. I'm like, why is this guy... He's the 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 ringleader. The other guy rips people up and puts them on meat hooks. And why is the guy with the broomstick being feared? He's like the ringleader. But he's he's like the probably the older one. He's probably... Because out of the three, you would say he's probably the most sane. So I guess he makes the decisions for the family. Well, you can also tell, like, you know, because when he yelled and screamed at the hitchhiker guy, and he was like, you left your brother alone. Why would you, you don't leave, you don't leave, so, your, you, don't, you don't leave your brother alone. I, I, I'm not 100% sure. Is he a brother? Is the I, gas see, I don't know. Or, I don't know if he's like a brother or an uncle or something like that. I, I want to say the uncle and then the two brothers. I, Maybe, but I think he's the older brother. That's what I think he is. And then this is where we start to get that real, like, panicky, claustrophobic, a lot of close-up shots. You get that, like, super super extreme close-up of her eyes and everything like that this is where you get these unsettling shots that are cinematically it changed yeah. quite a bit right here yeah and i think for the better i yeah. think the movie really shines at towards the end here. and this is where the hitchhiker guy is bringing down grandpa so this is another part that i was like what the fuck 
Well, well they, I remembered... They cut the girls... I remembered enough to... When yeah. I watched it for the first time, Yeah. I had no idea the guy was really alive Yeah. So when he, like, was in, when he was in the attic. And that's my thing is like, is he? Is it a supernatural thing now? Like, he's sucking the blood to get life back? And is, that's the tie-in well, I that I mentioned earlier when they said we picked up a vampire. And I'm like, is that... Is, is he that, dead? Is he but is blood? that vampire comment supposed to be connected to him needing to drink blood? Yeah. Which means is he a, is he a vampire? So and, and that's what keeps him alive. Yeah. And and that's my thing that did like I, did, did I read way too much into I the think vampire? You read a little too much into it, but I think there's definitely a reason. Like th- there was a tie-in there. I think like the whole vampire comment was a play on the fact that eventually. Grand, well, my thing now like is a, like, like a vampire. Yeah. In the last ten minutes, are we now making a switch to it's like a supernatural thing? Like. This guy is very dead. <laughs> like, the Grandpa? No, grandpa. I think the old guy's just old. That's supposed... Like, I, it looks corpsey. I don't know if it's like... like I just don't know. I don't get it. Maybe like, you're not supposed to know. Maybe it's like... I don't know if he's supposed to be old or if he's supposed to be like a decomposing corpse. No, the guy's no, alive and he's I sucking, he's sucking yeah, the blood I out of the girl's hand. I think he's just an old, old dude. And like, they keep him and the wife upstairs. And they're all mentally broken. All of them. And... I think it's just—it's just such a one bad has more suit. mental capacity than the other two do, and and he's supposed to like—I mean—he gets more power from because he's he's just sitting there, and then when he starts sucking the blood, he starts doing the little in the chair dance, like that, yeah, hands up, kind of blah blah blah. Um, so there's the question well, for the audience: I mean, is, is, Grand, is Grandpa a vampire or no? Not? We've established, somebody let us know. I think we've established. Yeah, let, let us know. They're cannibals. I mean, that's really what this is: is they're cannibals. They get excited. But we're saying is—is is that guy a corpse? That's a, that's animated, or is or he is now he's now he's like doing the whole you know, dancing thing. I, I, I think getting, again, like, I, I, I think yeah. I think he's just old. Ooh, 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 I think yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. a really old dude, and they but all. But there had to be a reason why they they did gave such him a blood. They gave they gave him blood because he didn't have any. But you're saying they're just cannibals. That's yeah. I don't. Oh, so it's like an old person can only have soup. <laughs> Maybe he can't eat the barbecue. I, I just think so you start gets... bringing vampires into the Texas Chainsaw universe, then you yeah. completely they brought it in. It. Well, the, but that's the, my they, thing. I'm trying to, van, I'm trying to figure out what's scene, going on here. The van scene you're said running, we picked I think up you're a reading vampire. into it. Why would they? Somebody wrote that in the script on purpose. Yeah, I know that. But then again, somebody who is clearly like writing their first script ever and thinks they're smarter than everybody else, and yeah. so we get the whole dinner scene going on. Really cool setting. I, I I like it. This is where a lot of the film is paying off. That that slow burn is starting to kind of pay off for us. Um, they're trying to actually convince Grandpa to commit the kill, which is I think it's just kind of a respect thing. They're letting Grandpa take the hammer over and, and give her a whack the, over the head. Right. The conversation is in his day he was the best. He, was he the could best he murderer. Could kill. And I don't know if they're talking about, again, there's a slaughterhouse tie-in where they used to kill the cattle with the sledgehammer. So yeah. they, the family comes from working in the slaughterhouse. Well, yeah. And I, so I don't know if they mean he used to be the best in the slaughterhouse or that would be was my, he crazy too. He might have just been a really hard-working I mean, guy in the slaughterhouse and the kids became crazy. And I mean, there's a lot of bones around this place with for all their furniture. So, I mean, I don't see the, uh, I don't see the, the bone lamps at Ikea. No, a lot of these are handmade. So I would say there's a lot of... A lot of murdering to be done around these parts. Well, keep in mind that the tie-in to the Ed, the actual guy, and the news story that played at the beginning, there's a lot of grave robbing, too. Yeah, also, oh, been Ed's house well, been was full of macash, furniture and stuff, but he claimed he only killed two people ever, and all of his stuff was from bit digging up corpses. He built it out of digging up corpses. 
And if you remember, that's the ra- isn't that one of the radio news programs that's playing at the beginning? Yeah, of talking this? about like, right. gra- and that's why, oh, which is why they're at the graveyard because they're checking on the grandfather's thing. But which really, yeah. So so that part again, totally inspired. So we're we're kind of getting towards the end of this thing now here, where it's we're, we're minutes away from another ten minute long chase scene, where again Sally jumps out through another window, runs towards the road, which is now I mean, it doesn't tell you how long. How much time has passed, really? But now it's morning time. But just before we're done here, another out the, another another out out the window jump. But yep. um, the, I think the dinner scene was was the highlight of this movie. Yes, that was the payoff. when they're taunting her and and in the dynamics between the three bro- brothers or the brothers and the uncle. Yep. Um, the change in cinematography that we talked about, yep. where it's a lot of Those close-ups weird, in her eyes. Yeah. I, I think that is the highlight of this movie. I agree with you. Yeah, we get crazy hitchhiker guy chasing her again. Another little Benny Hill thing of he's not really going to catch up to her, but then he does. But then he has to like kind of slow down because he got a little too close to make it look. And then here comes Leatherface again. Suit and Leatherface. This is, I mean, for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, this was the image of Leatherface that you remember. You know, it wasn't really as much the the, the, chainsaw over the head. It's the the suit, the dancing, and all that stuff. Um, But the one last little thing before we kind of finish off on this movie is that whole trucker at the end. (laughs) The trucker just fucking destroys the hitchhiker. Clearly dummy. Love it. But just barrels through this guy. Puts on the brakes like, oh shit, was that that vermin? What did I hit there? But very, (laughs) very dummy. I mean, you can pretty much see the wood chips fly off. But you know what's funny is like you go back to the Rob Zombie. That's such... You can see where the inspiration oh, for, this is, has, yeah. uh, for um, oh, 100%. House of Thousand Cores, Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects, yeah. where the girl gets annihilated by the yeah. truck. It's exactly the same yeah. thing. But here comes the truck driver. They get back into the truck. Um, but instead of driving away I the truck, exactly. he doesn't go. They just go out the other side. They go they out the other side with a stick. Like like he's not even like trying to. No, hit he's him. just drawing. He's like drawing. He's like drawing. <laughs> he's putting a signature yeah. on. He's adding his signature to this truck. So instead of driving away to safety, the guy grabs a wrench. Um, and then you end up never even seeing what happens to the truck driver. He, he just, just runs, runs away. He just leaves her there. So that'd be a kind of... You on your own, bitch! Yeah. Like, he throws the wrench, hits Leatherface, Leatherface falls, Gives cuts his own leg his a little leg. bit, realizes, oh shit, this is what I do to people? I'm out. Um, and then, uh, oh, he has the suit and cowboy boots. I didn't really notice the cowboy boots before. Did he have time to change between the time she left the... Apparently. <laughs> Apparently he did. But again, like I get it, he just chainsawed his leg. But now there's a, a truck driver running away. There's a pickup truck, pickup truck coming to safety, um, save Sally. She jumps in the back, and it's one of those things where it's like, he's right there. If he wanted to kill her, he could have killed her with this chainsaw. You know, she's slowly climbing up. He's getting his way. I get it's 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 there to make tension, but I'm like, it's not that tense because he's just like waving it at her, and then. We get the two most iconic shots of I think the entire movie and the entire him just dancing, making the dancing, the, making the sound screaming. over yep. his head, which maybe explains just kind of mosh pitting with a chainsaw. But you could you could explain away some of the scenarios where he was he could have had her and didn't. Maybe the killing of her like wasn't his main focus. Maybe he's not all there. Right? Yeah, terrorizing is like, the biggest. Right now thing. he's he's not he's not like damn she got away. He's, he's having just, fun. He's dancing with his chainsaw. So it. Yeah. So was it meant to? Yeah. So, what did he really want? And then Ooh, cut to black. Movie's over. It's a brilliant movie. You're just the cook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 
overall, yeah, what do you guys think of this thing? Oh, you, I mean, again, I don't I know have, you've been praising it. I don't have to go into much detail. This movie's a classic. This movie's brilliant. This movie is it is the end all be all when it comes to like the inspiration for everything we have in horror today as far as I'm concerned yeah I I enjoyed the hell out of it rewatching yeah. it it's been years since I, I I saw it more than once but it's been years since I've seen it I think it's fun I think it I was surprised that it aged so well sometimes when you watch older movies right. you're like oh you're thinking to yourself you're almost embarrassed I thought this was a good movie yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. this one aged well yep. I think that it's it's a classic. Um, I think the fact that it doesn't have all of the quir- quirky things that every horror movie has now, maybe because, like we said, it, it predates them all. Well, right, because it created um, the cliches that it, a lot of these it, horror movies right. use. So at the end, she's driving away in the pickup truck. She got away yeah. by today's standards. Oh, the, cu- the truck crashes. Yeah, right and, at the end. And, here comes, and here comes a lawnmower Rrr, with the chainsaw. Yeah. Right. That 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 didn't that 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 didn't play out alone. <laughs> yeah. Win. Yeah. Win. 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 So yeah. yeah. I think it's, again, I think it's for a horror movie for me. It's it's a it was a fun movie. I, I enjoy I enjoyed it. I'm so glad that we rewatched it after. Like I said, it's been years since I watched it. Yeah. This actually makes me enjoy the like want to enjoy the house. Ready for more. the house? You guys yeah. want a hot take? Yes. I think this is a terrible movie. Oh, oh really? Oh, Nick. I I enjoy watching it. I get it. I think... It, okay, budget aside, whatever. I think the acting was terrible. All of these characters are useless. I think the way they, they neutered Leatherface is like just a, a blasphemy. I think a lot of the camera work was very poor. I think there was a couple like good dolly shots. I, I don't give a shit about seeing her eye extremely close up. I think he got lucky on that last shot with the sunset and the sunrise. I think, and and I, I'm gonna get massacred, pun intended, for this. I, I think Toby Hooper just got lucky. I don't understand. I, and I get it. It's a fun movie, and I, and I like Leatherface, but it's it's not a good. By standards, it's not a good movie. The acting is bad. The shooting is bad. Like, there is no story. There is no characters. It's it's a thirty minute short at best, stretched out with 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 chase. Do we switch? Do we switch places? (laughs) I was going to ask. Do you? Do you guys? Always end up on the opposite end. I don't know. No, do I ever, don't know. Do you, it's do you, intentional. Do you, it's like, it's do you guys fun. ever agree, or is it always one or the other? <laughs> it's, it's, no, we, no, do we do. We do. It's a, it's a fun movie. I get it. It's Texas Chainsaw. It's a quote unquote. And the, the only reason it's a classic is because it came out. You know, I get it in the seventies. I, I get it. It's it old. Way, right. It's old. It had no budget. I get it. But like, I can't look. Past. I think you're holding it to the standards of a horror flick today. And that's and that's an aspect of it too, where I, I don't. I probably am to an extent, but right. like, I mean, so like, but it's also take not... a music, right? Like, Buddy Holly music. Oh yeah. my god, it's the it's the gold standard. Well, if Buddy Holly released his released his songs today, now, they'd nobody be like, would. Care. They'd be like, this guy wouldn't even make it to American Idol. Yeah. Right? So so I and I and I'm you, trying. You might to, be trying to hold it. And to I'm a trying standard. to weigh it there, but like, and, and it's been a while since they're so they're not extremely fresh on the mind. But like when I'm looking at other stuff, like we we referenced Halloween, again another simple story, but there were characters. The camera work was done great. There was an amazing score. There, you know, it was a low-budget movie as well from an unknown director, from unknown cast who still delivered a great performance. 
If you want to like put it to today's standards with panel activity or something like that, saw low budget, but was done still correctly with good acting, and it still created yeah, the same sense. I don't know if this is anywhere near the genre of a slasher. I think you're, that now you're comparing yeah. a rom com to you know. Yeah, well, and to, that's and that's the weird because it know, does fall. A, in the cracks of horror genres, like is it? It's a tension movie. It's a, you know, it is it. It's you know, it, by today's standards, it's now a slow because of Leatherface. It's you know. So I guess I'd say if you weren't judging it like on a horror and you weren't trying to compare it to that genre, like, yeah. Did you did you have to sit through this? Like, did you watch this and enjoy it, or did you sit? Did you did you muscle through this for the podcast? So I no. So okay. So I enjoy it. I enjoy the movie, but it's a bad movie. Just like I enjoyed Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. It's a bad movie. It's not done well. There's not great acting. There's not... Like, I like bad... It's okay to like bad movies, and I do like bad movies. But I find myself laughing at this movie more often than I am, like... So this... I'm laughing at Franklin blowing raspberries. I'm laughing at the hitchhiker sticking his tongue out. and <laughs> Like, I'm laughing at Leatherface making, like, wounded puppy noises. I'm laughing... At Sally getting beaten with a broomstick. <laughs> I'm laughing at all of these aspects. At no point am I like in their world. Yeah, you're you're taking it as bad acting. I guess I accept it as that's the character they're supposed to be. This guy is yeah. this this guy is just really weird and quirky. Yeah. And they're acting what the character's supposed to be excellently. Yeah. So so yeah. so is it bad acting or you're just saying bad character development? I don't I think either. there's I mean I think there's both, but I, I mean like if you look at the cast too, these people none of them went to do anything um, except No, again, like I said, these were yeah. college kids who needed acting work or yeah, wanted to be in a movie. You know, I think the acting go. is on par of right. you know those and even if they never went on to do anything else, they were in one of the most iconic horror movies yes. of all time. And it is so. it's it's a classic, it's iconic. It's it spawned a franchise. I mean, if I can hang my hat on one thing in my life, is I was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, I feel like if I never went on to act anything else, oh, yeah. at least I could look back on it and say, hey, I can go to every yeah. horror convention now until the end of time. <laughs> oh, for sure. Your ticket's booked. Um, well, anything else about the movie that you guys had before we jump into a little bit of um, HHN stuff? I think we've exhausted the movie. Yeah, yeah I saved I mean, my take for the end. I will. I, I want to counteract a little bit what you okay, said. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. And I don't mean to like. I don't want to like. Oh, it's like a political debate when the other <laughs> the other team gets to counter when they're done. Yeah, okay. and this isn't even a counter. I think that don't take what I say as to say that I think it's better or on par with something like Halloween. I think yeah. Halloween is a much different. Uh, a completely different like I said not even the thing. comparable it, genre it isn't well I mean I wouldn't say it's necessarily genre, comparable but to the genre but, it's, but I think what Nick is exactly Nick is exactly right in the sense that Halloween did a lot more with what it had than this movie did don't get me wrong I don't think that Halloween is on this was on the same level as that I think Halloween was a completely different beast altogether when it comes well, to like so 1974 right yeah. What, yes. What's considered the golden age of the beginning of horror slasher? Well, Halloween is the one that created really the slasher genre. This isn't even considered the right. So slasher. I'm wondering. Seventy-eight was so, Halloween, so right? At this point, was there as big of a? Oh, this is a horror. Yeah. I don't no. want to keep saying slasher. But, right. So maybe back then there were just movies that were scary or a. No. This, this might have right. been just a movie of a of a topic. Yeah. That was. Well, this is why I said this movie is very much more of the uh, is very much more of the time period that. Last Toast on the Left was, which really wasn't a slasher movie. No, it's, it a, it's, a, it's a, just a movie that's got a. It was a violent it's got movie. A movie that's got a really macabre or violent 
topic. Right, exactly. And I think the idea was a lot of these movies at the time were made to be almost like anti-violence movies because it was the time of Vietnam War. The Vietnam War just ended, so it was very Which much Which Franklin like, was in, the actor. Well, he was in the, the Vietnam the, War. The, Toby or whatever said that that this was an allegory of right. everything. So, that, he said that this was, this was an allegory of everything that was going on in his life in the seventies: the so Vietnam War, right, Watergate. So that's my point. So like some of the news the stories, the some of the news stories that were playing that even 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 stories, the, even, yeah. even the other ones other than the grave robbing yeah. were things that really happened that were going on in his During life at the time. Correct. Right? So, so I think this movie has kind of become more of a horror movie today than it has than it was initially. So. Good perception. Maybe this wasn't meant to be. I don't. Uh, it it, it was meant it, to be a topic that was violent. Right. Maybe, and that's, and that's my point. So, like, Last in the House on the Left is considered a horror movie as of today, but like at the time, it was made as more of like a an anti-violence, so anti-Vietnam War type the movie. Slow, it was the slow violent. burn that you talked about. Right. Maybe it was because well, that, we don't want the whole movie to be about that. That's not why we're here. Right. So or we're maybe. supposed. To, we're supposed to like. What we're gonna do is we're gonna try to try to visualize to you the. Extreme the extremities of violence and why it's bad and what the t- what TV what news has really become where it's like people are getting more violent stuff in the news than they are in fictional in the fictional Hollywood. So like we're making a movie right, that's now now we're getting philosophical. <laughs> I know that I know that. Yeah. Let's let's stop that. Silly no, shit I don't right want to get too far deep into it. But again, coming back to what I was saying, I think that you're right. I think movie wise, it's not a very good movie. Yeah, it isn't made well. Where, there isn't a lot of good acting in it. Where do you guys all fall? Let us know. Yeah, yeah are, you, are you are you with Seamus and I, or, or is this thing a piece of um, shit as Nick thinks? I guess, I guess, so before we wrap up for those things, we should go through our, our ratings, I guess, our, our fear and beer ratings. So our, again, for our audience that may not be listening, this, um, is, out every fear, this is out of five. Um, our fear rating is how scary this movie was, and our beer rating was how much we enjoyed the movie. Um, so the fear rating for this, for me, uh, I'll give it a, a two. Out of five, there was a couple jump scares. That initial Leatherface was fun, um, and you, you do as much as I say that you know, like I I don't identify with the characters. It's hard to get in with them with their acting. You do sympathize with them. You do, at some aspect, get in that weird little state of like, oh shit, what happens if this? So for that, I I'll give it a two. Uh, Seamus, what do you think? For my fear rating, yeah. So I'm trying not to let the uh, the. My like, tirade effect. No, 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 no. I'm trying not to let like no, like the. I'm not trying. To, I'm trying to let, to let not the nostalgic iconog. Yeah. I, 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 how how much of an icon this movie is. Yeah. Cloud how how I rate it. So I will say that I think scare rating wise, I will probably go with a two like you did. Yeah. Um, two out of five. That's not to say that I think the movie's bad. Remember, this is no. This is just rating. a fear. How scary um, the movie is. I think is. the movie is not very scary as of today's standards are concerned. I. But I do have to say that, like the again, the best scene in this movie is the completely out of nowhere dude just gets his head taken off by a hammer. <laughs> hammer yeah. um, that scene is just not even so much that it's scary; it's just so shocking. Yeah, it's a very shocking moment in cinema history because overall the movie's not scary. Yeah, it's just shocking. Yeah, and that's the that's the best way I can put it. So I would give it a two out of five because of that scene. Interestingly enough, I would say a two, and again okay. to say not that it's. That don't take it in a bad two. This, as I said a bunch of times, this movie was just fun for me to watch. Yep. But it's not really scary. Yeah. You know, no, no, yep. no goosebumps, no jump scares. Yep. Um, it was, I don't know if the word scary, but it was that, you know, the topic was, Tense. the topic was, you know, Dirty. disturbing or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's a but gross the movie. movie. The, the, the movie didn't project fear. Mm-hmm. 
doesn't take away from the enjoyability yep. of it. So I would say fear factor two. Two. All right. So then on to our beer factor, which we know we love beer. So how much did we enjoy this movie? Um, enjoyed um, for me. Can I say it? One. No, no. Oh, I, cause, wow. No, because I, I, it's it's a fun watch. Um, so I'm not going to give it a one. I'll give it a one and a half. Oh, uh, right. We have halves. <laughs> so much do we have halves? Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll do halves. Yeah. Um, I'll give it the one and a half. It's, you know, uh, and that's just me trying to be a dick. But um, no, I mean, it, it's a fun movie. You know, fuck it. I'll, I'll, from, from the one, I'll give it a, a, a two and a half. Um, wow, that was, uh, a, that a, was a big jump. Yeah, I'll, like I'll give it the extra. Hey, stop. You, no, I'll give you, it the extra stop, beer stop. mark. That's you, it. You, I, no, back up. You just gave it that because of guilt. No, because yes, I do. Rate it honestly. No, because no pressure, no I, guilt. I, I, I do enjoy it. pressure gets no, you. No, I do enjoy watching it. it. I enjoy it maybe for the wrong reasons, uh, because I like to laugh at how poorly done it is. Not that I can make it a better movie, because who the fuck am I? But, you know, like, it's... Like I, I, I referenced Season of the Witch earlier. Kind of falls in the same category. Chopping Mall, Sleepaway Camp. Ah. A lot of those movies that like I enjoy to watch even though it, and I'm not I'm not saying that they're in the same world. I'm saying that I enjoy watching them even though I know that they are not the best movies. Benchwarmers. I love the Benchwarmers. It's a bad fucking movie. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean But for me that's right. I stand on the two and a half. So Seamus, what do you think on your enjoyability factor? Don't get me wrong, I love shopping mall, but I mean seriously. Puppet Masters, like Good God. They're just fun. So Nick and I just signed up for Shudder, just off the topic, (laughs) so like we can't wait to dive in all these B movie horror movies. But um So I'm not gonna give this a five out of five. I'm not. It's not a Halloween, it's not like that. I will give it four out of five. Um again, I, I I've said it before. I actually prefer this to Friday the Thirteenth. Mm-hmm. I like this better than Friday the Thirteenth. I think it's because Friday the Thirteenth builds a lot off of those cliches that this movie didn't actually have. I say that it creates some of them, but to be honest with you, there's a lot of this movie that isn't cliched. I've said I said earlier, it's not the typical hey, here's the good-looking, blue-eyed, you know, lead actor who's going to be the dude that's going to be the hero. No, he gets taken out. Immediately, almost immediately, and like there's no even there's not even fight. He's almost like a klutz. He trips into the new <laughs> yeah. hammer. So I mean, like there's really you only get the you know damsel in distress who gets away because she just happens to luck into being the last person that he's going after. Just like Hooper lucked um, into this. Class. A lot of what Nick doesn't like, I actually feel like benefits the movie. I think that it makes makes it um, more enjoyable, and the fact that. You don't see anything coming. At least, I, I can. At least I can put myself in that perspective where seeing this for the first time, not knowing what's going to happen, it's really to see how that you couldn't tell what was going to happen. Um, and again, like Kevin said, I was. I'm, I'm. I'm definitely into the slow burn effect. So I like it that it takes a while to get to that point, and it's not one of those things where it's a slow build up. It's just slow, 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 slow. Boom. Mm-hmm. Now we're now we're going. So. I give it a four or five. It's still a classic for me for the most part, and I can watch this any time of the year. I think part of it is that it is the classic, and you know you know what it is, and you know where it. Yeah. You know you know that it's in the Hall of Fame. So yeah. some of it is that, um, but for me, just the overall. Again, it might be more of just enjoying the movie as a whole, not as the movie where it falls into the fear factor. You know? Yeah. But it's a, it's a. It's a three and a half for three me. Three and a half for that beer factor. I think 
that it doesn't hit all those cliche slasher things actually totally works in its right. favor for right. me. Um, 100% agree with that. But again, we're this isn't this is the overall enjoyment, but still, I mean, yeah. we're, this is fear and beer, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, for me to enjoy something more, as you know, my genre is like the paranormal, the yeah. exorcism, mm-hmm. evil Ghost spirits style, kind of yeah, thing. Right. Um, yep. That's totally me more than anything slasher. Yep. So my point is just even to enjoy if this you know a good creepy paranormal movie I enjoy more, mm-hmm. but for this style, it's a yeah it's a it's a three and a half I would say. All right. Well, those are our ratings, and then quickly before we take off, we're gonna run through some HHN stuff because we did this movie because in thirty days or so we're gonna There's be walking gonna through gonna the house. house. So this is one of the announced IP houses. It was actually at HHN in twenty six. Oh, was um, it? It was in a in a sprung tent, sprung tent two over by MIB, I believe it is. And I'm gonna quickly run down how the house went because the house portrays this movie almost identically. So. You go, you, you, you're walking up to the house, and, and the outside of the house is the Sawyer house. This is the last this is time they did The last it. time they did this at HHN 26. So you walk into there, and it recreates everything, like I said. So you start in the sitting room with all the bone furniture, um, and then you go to the hallway for your area with the sliding door and the red wall, and that's a scare. Leatherface comes out from there. And then you go from that room into the Leatherface kitchen area with Pam on the meat hooks and the cooler and the cutting table. There's a guy on the table and he's cutting. There's different scares through that. And then it goes from there. You follow back into the foyer area and there's the, the camera flashes, the cha-ching, cha-ching sound. You go from that. You go to like a little bathroom area with body parts in a, in a tub. And then you walk by the attic with grandpa and grandma sitting in there with a scare from Leatherface. And then you get Sally running away from Leatherface and jumping out of a window. And that's pretty much towards the end of the house. You're walking out of it. And then there's an ending scare with a couple other faces on either side coming from behind you when you're walking out. And there's also a little Franklin corpse in a wheelchair. So with all of that stuff already being in that 26 house, I don't know what more they can add. So this year it's going to be in a stage house. So it's I was going to say in the last area. podcast you mentioned it's in the, the warehouse. It's in one of the warehouses. It's, like, it's, it's all indoors. So it? yeah, so there's a couple. So towards the back of the park, there's sprung tents, which are put up. They're hurricane proof, but they're put up for HHN. Basically, they're just cloth tents. They're smaller. They're smaller. You wouldn't know it by being in there, but you know, you're know you inside a little tenter, so they're smaller. The warehouses are where they actually shoot some studio footage, so it's very wide up. Real you have big a lot structures. more to so work with with the lighting. And that sort of thing. You can have big, tall structures. I mean, the lighting is, it's like a studio setting. Right. So there's lights. More control of the around. environment. Exactly. So it's getting that treatment this year. They typically reserve those for higher echelon. But yeah, like the bigger IPs. The big stuff. Because that's, you know, that's where your stranger things, your ghost, uh, Ghostbusters, your, your, Big stuff is, and is be. this coming back around this year because of the next movie that's coming out? Um, there could wasn't be. really a reasoning given for it, so I I, I don't know. Um, it could have just been the fact that they On couldn't really get the other ones. They have done Halloween seemingly the past. They, they've done Halloween a lot more frequently. Friday the Thirteenth. So they have experience with yeah. it. Let's just let's just. Is it a Universal property? No, I don't think so. I could be wrong, um, but I, I think it's easier for them to obtain this IP. Friday the Thirteenth, um, like well, licensing nothing, is always else, back They've and forth. done it before, so they've got the connection. Exactly, so they know someone there. So I don't know what else they could add to this. Maybe the gas station scene where they have like some sort of like, you know, if your gas station area is the front 
front scene where it's like them warning you not to go into the house and inside the warehouse is the actual house and you enter through the house yeah. you drive maybe that's you something drive in, you drive up to the house in the van yeah into the like and that's the thing too like maybe you can throw the van in there um i'm thinking that maybe if so you're just gonna make the rooms bigger remind me that the last time they did it they didn't have the dinner scene you walked through the little table, yeah. Uh, so I must have missed right. that part. So you do, you do you walk through that, that, yeah. You do walk through that little area with the little hot dogs on plates and Grandpa sitting there. Grandpa's okay. not; he's just stationary. It's not really an actor, but yeah, just sucking on the fingers and all that good stuff. Um, you know, you could add the Leatherface cutting through the door scene. You could put like a cut up door there, but it's really hard to say what they're gonna add because when we're looking at the original film and we talk about what they used in the house. I mean, what more you, is you there? Hit all the, they hit all the high points. They, it's, they did everything that's there. So I'm, I'm very curious to see what's going to be like in this year's, um, in in that house. Because it's it's chainsaws in the dark. They'll get you every time. It's a cheap scare. It's going to probably be one of the scariest houses. But because of that claustrophobic, that sound, I can't wait for the fucking gasoline smell. I'm ready for HHN. But, Even though you hated the movie. <clears throat> yeah. It's yeah. okay. All right. So. Bad movie. I'm still mad in the house, but yes. Yeah, I, it's it's we're we're trying to hype ourselves up into this house. Bob. You would rather have them not wasted the space on the Texas chainsaw. No, massacre. actually, I think it's going to benefit it. I don't like the chainsaws, just to be honest with you. Like, I don't like it's annoying. To it's you. just it's a cheap. Just, it's, it's more of an annoyance to me. Yeah, it's a cheap scare. It's cheap to me. I don't. And they're so and, and like it seems like at least. From when I was there a couple of years ago to what I've seen online, it seems like every year one of the scare zones has some level it's of very chainsaw. Prominent. Yeah. So it's like, oh, that's so just ugh, played out, overdone. But like we'll every, see. every haunt in America uses chainsaws. <laughs> yeah, it's a very easy get. Take the chain off. It's the sound. We get it. But I think that's all we got for this time. No other fun factoids about Texas Chainsaw. We are ready for horror nights yes sir what's the countdown today how many days 30 days from today 30 days September 3rd is opening night on Friday we are hoping that tickets will be on sale by the time this airs hopefully they went on sale on Thursday frequent fear passes frequent fear passes Um, if you're listening to this on Friday you still have a couple days to act on our t-shirt sale Um, our entire store is 35% off all the shirts are $13 we did just release five brand new shirts all thanks to a, a handful of local artists, um, we got a lot of cool stuff. So we got a really cool Grim Reaper design done from one of my friends, Tasha. Um, my mother designed a Goosebumps-themed shirt with me and Seamus running from a broken beer bottle. Terrifying. We have a like samurai Jason Japanese-style mask from one of my friends, tattoo artist Neil. He's back home in uh, Massachusetts. He tattoos up in Concord, New Hampshire at Seven Horses Tattoo. And then we got our cool little pumpkin lore roller coaster themed shirt, which was designed by my friend Rob over at Spooks and Spoofs, kind of a up and coming horror spoof related t-shirt company. You can find them on Twitter, Instagram, Spooks and Spoofs. Um, you can find everybody else. I've tagged them all over the place. So, so check it out check on it social out. media. Check the social medias. Check those shirts. Buy as much as you can now while they're on sale because they probably won't be on sale again until the end of August. So make sure you get them now so you can rock them in one month at Universal with us at Horror Nights. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it now. All right. Well, guys, until next time, this is Nick. And this is Seamus. And Kevin. Happy haunts. Go buy our shirts. No, 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 no,
know it's Halloween. I guess everyone's a tad of one good scare. And again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out. Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.